Hello. Hi. Thank Are you, you. Uh, Nzinga? Yes. Okay. Are you going to Liron Avenue? Yes. Liron, Liron. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, right? I've only heard one other person pronounce it and she called it Liron, Liron. Liron, Liron, Liron. Yeah, I guess. I don't so, um, and Zinga, do I have your permission to record a ride for my YouTube channel? Well, or what am you... I going to be doing on the YouTube channel? <laughs> So what I do is I record uh, conversations with my passengers uh -huh. and then like like I publish some of them on YouTube. You can. And so... That'll be fun. Is that okay? Yes. Okay, great. Then that's my YouTube channel. Okay. You can check out oh, your video so later. Cool. Although no promises because like <laughs> I have several recordings a day mm -hmm. and then I only can publish one or two uh, in the end, so I have to make a choice. Gotcha. Um, but um, and if you have phone calls to make, please oh, feel yeah. free, of course, right? Because I just cut those out. I gotcha. Yeah. But can I ask? So you work over there at yes. the school? Yes. You're a teacher. I'm a mental health professional. You are a mental health professional. A mental health professional. Yes. At a school, mm -hmm. so mental health, like a psychologist. No, no. Um, so psychologists can do mental health, but usually in a school setting, the psychologist um, does deals with the testing, like if a student is um, special needs or something like that. Okay. So the mental health professional, um, if they are experiencing like anxiety or um, something to do maybe anger management or whatever oh. but it's usually the kids that are we're looking to make sure that they're safe uh -huh. um, if we can um, if students that are struggling emotionally or with some kind of trauma are identified um, early on we try to see how much we can help one to provide services but then two to pre preclude anything else from happening so the brief history is um, schools in Florida have always had school social workers. Okay. And I was a school social worker before, but the majority of that is um, focused on attendance and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And then with um, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting, uh -huh. there was a, um, a safety report that came out after that. It was many, many pages. Um, and it looked at what we knew ahead of time, were there any red flags, and then the physical aspect of, you know, what the building was like, where they went, like it, it looked at everything. And so the state of Florida decided that it was gonna allocate funds specifically to address mental health in Because that in shooter had a mental health issue that was known, but was not addressed? Yes, and because there's so many things that can impact, negatively impact, a student's mental health so like the bullying thing like many people grow up and say oh you know that's kid behavior kids pick on kids that's true to a degree but I mean uh -huh. 
without knowing the extent of how that child is impacted by it or how much it, how much you know how long it happened what all it involved you know so they just decided that um there was just too much too many similarities too many um contributing factors that lended itself toward students acting out or students just uh -huh. not having the ability to cope with certain things so they said let's um let's make sure that we have either um, they can access services on campus uh -huh. and or um, in the community so the good thing about such a bad tragedy is that it um, fortified relationships that were already in the community mm -hmm. that were already available assisting students but then it also um, the idea was that there would be wraparound services so if a student is at school they have access to either myself or a member of the mental health team or community source community resources that will come on campus or they can see you know we could give them referrals or they can access referrals outside of campus so that sure. way you know they have um, access to resources both ways I think it's a great initiative yeah. it is really nice it is um so I never thought about shootings related to mental health mm -hmm. uh, counseling, but that makes so much sense. Now that you've mentioned that in one sentence, basically, I realized that, yeah, of course, many of these shootings happen out of anger or happen out of issues mm -hmm. that may have been well detected at school already, either by classmates or teachers or whatever the environment is where somebody like you could have had a relationship with such a person and either prevent something like that from happening or right. yeah. uh, maybe alarm the authorities like hey this is really serious where you go one step further and then and the next step and um, but not just the shootings right because the right, shootings no. is an extreme case right but this is from like perfect peace and happiness to everything to mm -hmm. to everything in between right and, and the nice uh, part about it too is that students that probably would not even be on that spectrum of a school shooter okay now if they have other things like other traumas or whatever sure. now that you know there's a pronounced presence now they get that like think about it the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooting took place and then the state of Florida was like whoa this is we need to really look at this and so right. from that came the mental health assistance allotment plan so that's basically um, how we report and how we qualify having mental health professionals in the school but that happened and then COVID happened <laughs> and then something else happened and then Ian happened so we have students that have had compounded Oh, auxiliary yeah. traumas you okay. know what I'm saying like maybe their loved one died and you know with, with the whole COVID thing and maybe they were with mom and dad and maybe the breadwinner died and so now they they may be living with other family members so there's that and then as recent as Ian like there's still students who are displaced mm. or you know living in temporary like housing situations because they lost everything right and then you have to come to school and sit still and listen to yeah. the teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Wow, you said it perfectly, yeah. Mm -hmm. How difficult is that? Mm -hmm. Especially at those ages, because that's a middle school. Yep. And, yeah, wow. 
I mean, I remember when my mother died in 2017 and she mm -hmm. had health issues. She, we weren't expecting her to die when she died, but, um, you know, she had some, some, uh, what do you call them? Not terminal, chronic. She had some chronic mm -hmm. health issues and they were starting to act, act up. And it took me a minute to get myself together. Like I went back to work and my boss was like, go ahead and go back home. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you're here, mm -hmm. but you're not here. Right. And that's an adult that had four serious chronic issues and I'm an adult and I'm trying to process that. Mm -hmm. Now you think about an elementary school or a middle school or a high schooler. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, first of all, I'm very sorry about your mom. Thank especially you. because it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. May she rest in peace. Thank you. Um, yeah, these are difficult things to handle. Like, um, I would argue maybe that we can sometimes learn from children. Absolutely. Uh, how they handle certain situations. Um, Absolutely. As we can learn a lot from kids always, uh, with a lot of things. And But definitely there's also that children need help and need a, a helping hand uh, mm -hmm. and the comfort and protection and things like that. But, wow. Well, thank you for your service because the only thing though is that that name's now uh, I need to find a not nice word. <laughs> the name of mental health oh. provider or how do you say again mental health? Mental health professional. Professional. Yeah. That's our title. Yeah, but so when the child go go see you, of course they, they probably know your name, right? <laughs> so they say go see uh Miss uh Miss Gaines is my last name. Gain. <laughs> Gaines. Gaines. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the easy one. <laughs> I was gonna see somebody looking at you. You look like you're like I can't Zinga. say that. Yeah. Oh, that's such a beautiful name, though, and Zinga. Where, where, where do you get that from? My dad named me after one of the queens of Angola. Wow. Yeah. You have uh, a weight on your shoulders. I do. <laughs> the beautiful one. I do. Thank well, you. I, no, that's not a good way of saying it. How do you say that? Uh, but it's like. Uh, yeah, you have uh, somebody to live up to. No? Mm -hmm. I know what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. And so this this queen is that a, a real living queen or is this a story? She was of, uh, uh, no, she was real. She mm. the late mid late fourteen hundreds in Angola. Okay. okay. So it's like central southern mm -hmm. Africa. Yeah. And so your father is uh, Angolan? No. No. But he no. just loved the story. He thought my daughter is going to be a queen, or she is a queen. He said he and wanted uh, me to have a name that had meaning, a strong name with meaning, so go. that's what he did. There you go. Zinga. Zing means sing uh, in my country. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm from the Netherlands, and uh, oh, okay. zinging is uh, singing. Uh, you sing? So... <laughs> I like to sing. Whether I can sing or not, that's a whole other story. I just like my wife. She's that's another story. When she sings, I know that she's happy. But uh, she has the most beautiful voice. Aww. She really does. And I always tickle her like, go like just a couple of hours singing classes. Let's see, maybe you'd like to go to a choir or in church or whatever. Right. 
but she's too shy. So I'm the only one, well, and the kids, enjoying her beautiful voice and, and the family. So, so that's you don't so, record her with this microphone and the camera and stuff? Oh, I should do that, right? I <laughs> no. should secretly no, record her one day. Because then you're going to be like, there's that one lady I talked to that ruined my marriage. I should have listened to her. No, don't do that. But then say, send it off to a choir and say, hey, you guys want to hire my wife? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. Mm. But uh, yeah, beautiful name. And then uh, a very American name, Gaines. Yes, uh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so um, but how does that work? So the teacher, I suppose, notices certain behaviors first and mm -hmm. then sends the child straight to you or you no. first go talk to the teacher or so it can happen to the parents, in many ways. Mm. Um, a parent can say, hey, I notice this, this, this or our family struggling with whatever mm -hmm. um, well, they may can, tell the teacher parents can can come straight to you well they can let us know I yeah, yeah yeah and we can help them with services in the community but they can parents can identify that their child um, is struggling with something and they would like them to speak with someone at school yeah yeah, yeah. so, so for me mm -hmm. for the mental health professionals we have to have consent for the parents sure there are other um, the way the mental health. Oh, okay, so a teacher cannot just send a child from like <clears throat> a child that has an anger problem like straight to you. No, if, parents need to if be there's a crisis, I can intervene in a in a crisis. But okay. I, after after I do, if there's no consent for me to speak with the child, then I have to call the parent and say, "Hey, gotcha. we had a little something something, and I was able to talk to your child." Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. But that's where um, the school counselors come into play. Because there are some um, services that are school-based that are they're able to access without me. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of times when I get when I'm meeting with the student, either um, a parent has said to the school counselor or someone, "I really want blah blah blah," and then they get the consents, they sign the consents, and I get them back, and then I can meet with their mm -hmm. with their child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, well, it's a good thing that you're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for your services. And I was honestly not even aware that there was such a professionalism happening at a school. Mm -hmm. um, we've been traveling all over uh, the world. We lived in Mexico and Haiti and uh, the Netherlands, my country. And uh, I've never heard of such a profession at a school mm -hmm. location itself. There's always counseling available right. in your town or in the world, but at the school itself, I haven't heard that. And that this came out of uh, the realization from a shooting, uh, yeah, like you said, you can, we can learn something good mm -hmm. from a shooting. Absolutely. And, uh, and put things in place. Yeah. Because then, those shootings are hor horrific, yeah. So we have to operate within the... The Marjorie Stoneman Douglas is his whole name, something, something, something act. Mm -hmm. And then the parents' bill of rights. So I have to operate within that where, you know, that's where the consents mm -hmm. and stuff come into place. But then um, the Florida Department of Education and all the statutes kind of make sure that the idea is that we're crossing our T's and down our I's and as much as, as possible, mm -hmm. not missing any signs. So that's it's a collaborative effort 
so it's to not just me. That from happening, yeah. yeah, and it's the school counselors and um, the school social worker, the school nurse. Um, I mean, everybody else, but I mean, that's the school psycholog psychologist. I just want to say psychiatrist, and that's not it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you must be sort of upset, though, with the new laws, the gun laws in Florida. Well, maybe not upset, but. Didn't they just loosen up the, the gun laws in Florida where you now can carry without a permit? I have to look and see because I remember there was some back and forth and my head started to hurt so I stopped. Yeah. I was like, I'm not gonna, yeah. But yeah, the, I don't law, know exactly. the, uh -huh. the situation with guns, period, is disconcerting no matter what side of the fence you're on because it's... No, I agree. I mean, you can still allow guns mm -hmm. for self-protection, but not have it so wi widely and easily available to kids and people and just wh whomever. It should be way more regulated, I think, and better registered and all of these things. And if you and it should be hard to get a gun permit, not impossible, right? But it should. It doesn't hurt to have a couple of checkups with a psychiatrist or a professional counseling before you do get a permit. Not everybody should just be able to buy these things. Uh, no, that's my two cents. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, mm -hmm. if you make the wrong person mad, you know that's that's the other side. People are saying that how how do you regulate the regulators and to where people are earmarked not to, to not be safe to have a gun when it's petulance right I just I don't know how many people we have to see die before we figure out a reasonable rational way to handle it I don't know I don't know what it's gonna take for yeah me neither I don't just, America's rather unique uh, in this situation where you have it as a right in the Second Amendment so you cannot take it away from the people and I also think it should, that should not be the goal to take it away. Mm -hmm. You do have a right to self-defense, but it needs to be in such a form that it doesn't so easily explode where somebody's angry at a certain group and grabs a gun and goes shoot. Exactly. I agree. So, wow, this has been enlightening. <laughs> yeah, and uh, very heartwarming that the results of these shootings are people like you who then also uh, where I realize that it's it's much more than just uh, the shootings that right. that you're there for because yeah li like you said like in Florida after all these traumas that people went through uh, you summed it up really nicely um, Ian and uh, and COVID and yeah, I never it's thought like of it like that, back. but that's you so right that displaces families when um, when the the, the breadwinner, so mm -hmm. to speak, uh, suddenly dies from uh, such a disease, right? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, then you have people that I was watching the commercial, mm. and it was fascinating because it was um, Michael Phelps, Pink, the artist. And I can't think of the other lady, Candace. 
uh, was it Candace Bergman? Anyway, it was like five well-known like celebrities, athletes, artists, whatever. Okay. And they said it was about COVID. And then basically one had asthma, one had depression, one battled with weight. And there was two other things I never would have thought of. And they said, you know, this puts us at a different risk for COVID. And I was like, wow. So you think that, you know, somebody that's has pretty okay health that doesn't get sick a lot mm -hmm. and they're a little younger like younger in the sense of maybe 30 late 20s 30 headed toward 40 and if they haven't been like groomed or understand um not just health insurance but like life insurance and all those things mm -hmm. and then something happens it's not just that the person that brings in the income or the the majority of the income is gone it's also what's left after that mm. and it's yeah no it's hard because you tell like you, you tell young people that are adults mm -hmm. make sure you have a your advanced directors and make sure you have a will and make sure you have you know even if it's not so much a will as long as you know who's going to make decisions in the event and people always think nursing home or when I get of age, but you could be incapacitated in a car accident. Yeah, it's true. Right? And then, now what are we doing? Mm hmm Yeah. So we have... That's a good point. Yeah, so our kids are living everyday life, which includes accidents and, mm -hmm. you know, illnesses and death and family members and all that. And then it's compounded with, most recently, Ian, and it's... Yeah, you have a tough job. I'm uh, sort of grateful uh, for you being there because then I don't you. have to do it. Right. <laughs> Let me just be a driver. Right. And I'll just take you from A to B. That's my service. But uh, no, I couldn't do what you uh, what you do because uh, that takes uh, mental strength. Often I drive nurses and they need uh, stomach strength, but you need uh, a strong heart. That uh, I don't know how you do that. It's, uh, thank, well, I will uh, say God this: people like you. Mm. Most professional athletes have a professional coach. Uh, so if if people that are like on the front lines or in st that stand in the gap um, for people in crisis, mm. they have to have their go-to as well. Yeah. So you have a coach? No, yeah. I have. Oh, a, yeah, I see. yeah, I have. I see. Um, I have. Um, therapist that I see just to keep me on my toes and I have supervision for um, the services that I provide but then I do yoga I meditate mm -hmm. I try to stay active yeah, yeah you have to yeah. you have to you hear all that stuff and you have to purge especially if you have like families and loved ones or your own stuff that you're dealing with because there's a lot of people that um, we're at work, uh, mental health professionals, I know for sure, um, and a lot of the teachers, they're, mm. they're at work. They lost everything too. Yeah. So it's and like- It's not just the kids, yeah. Yeah, like how do I come to work and my kids are going through changes and I'm going through changes. Yeah, so that's why I like that it's a collaborative effort because it's not just we're yeah, all on the same team. You, yeah, we look you, out for each other as well. Right. Like, 
gonna that's why you, you you do need community mm -hmm. because you cannot get through those things alone mm -hmm. uh, we can't teach our our kids to be what it means to be human if we're acting but as if we're not right Usually I have these uh, easygoing little conversations in the car. Oh, hey. <laughs> he, he comes. Uh, Not this thing, time. Uh, yeah. This is great. No gains. This is gains. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's just so interesting and uh, encouraging as well that uh, these things are happening at schools. You know. Yeah, and, I'm excited uh, that we have it. Yeah, I had several people crying in the car because they lost everything oh. and uh, talk regularly to people that, yeah, you know, yeah. lost the people lined, uh, with COVID and things like that. And what I learned in the Uber is that COVID is a really weird disease. It is. And then it, if it, it mutates or us, changes, then yeah. it's, now you're dealing with, it's crazy. Really unexpected moments and unexpected uh, ways. Um, now, I don't know how to get in. So you can, I can get out at that gate? The, yeah, I can get out at the gate. Wait, is that uh, with the person? No. You want so me to, I, I can just try to follow this car? Is that possible? I can, let me see how that goes. No tailgating. Yeah, no, I can get, <laughs> I can no, get out the stop sign. Maybe what? Yeah, because I don't have my thing yet. My little pass thing. No, the tailgating is going to be difficult, yeah, with this one. Because of the bump first. Um, so I cannot just, I can just talk to this uh, person here. There's a person in that uh, no, thing. No, it's electronic. No, this, this will talk to me. Yeah, that will. Yeah. And then I can say that I'm dropping off a visitor, no? Yeah, I don't know if I have information.